You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing week. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about impatience. And my goodness, is this a good rebuke episode. But before we get into the rebuke, let's get into the story time that led here. So I was recently spending time with my sister and we always like to watch dance shows. She's a dancer and I just love spending time with her. And we're watching this show called The Next Step. Now, this is like a dance show with terrible acting, but it's really good. Like, I just like spending this time with her. And I am one of those people who can pretty much get a revelation out of anything. So let me just set the stage for y'all. So basically, this girl was planning like a prom or whatever for the particular dance troupe. They called the A troupe. And during this prom planning, she was all excited because she really wanted to go to the prom with this one guy. And the guy was really nervous to ask her. They were doing like prom proposals. Y'all know prom proposals. They make a big deal out of like asking people to the prom. They do all types of cute things. They sing, they make posters. And in this particular case, you know, they were really trying to go all out. So anyway, the guy was really nervous to ask this girl to prom, even though he knew that she wanted to go with him. And so the moment he was about to ask her, he had got her like some flowers and all these other things just to make it real cute. And then somebody, he walked in on somebody else's prom proposal. And this guy, he was all decked out, y'all. Like he had a whole song written for his girl and he had everybody around all googly eyed. And so the one guy, he got insecure and he started feeling like his prom proposal to his girl wasn't good enough right? So then he was like, okay, this is not good enough. I got to come up with a better plan to be better than, you know, homeboy over here with the guitar and the muscles. So then he goes and he tries to plan this like secret uh, choreographed dance for her. And she walks in on them while they're practicing. Now at this point, she's confused because homegirl over here just got the best promposal out of the whole gang. And she's like, okay, but like, who's going to ask me to prom? Like, why am I the one planning this? And nobody's asking me. So she walks in on the guy. He's preparing the proposal, but she doesn't know. It's like a surprise. And so because it's a surprise, he obviously cannot tell her. So he lies and says that he's going to prom by himself. And like, basically, now the girl is feeling some type of way. Okay. So mind you, this guy, he's trying to go above and beyond planning this amazing experience for her so that she can feel special and honored and all these other things. Now, in her mind, she doesn't understand why he's acting weird. She doesn't know that she's planning this thing for her. So she goes all up in her head and she's like, well, I don't understand like why he isn't asking me why he's acting so weird. So y'all know what she does? She panics. Then she goes over to this other studio and she starts talking to this other boy and she's getting advice from him. First of all, this boy is not qualified to be giving her advice on a situation that he has no experience in. That's the first thing. The second thing is that she starts pouring her heart out to him. And so now they're developing a bond from there. And now they're getting all close and all these other things. So it comes to the point where she's feeling like, okay, well, maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe he just moved on. And so now she's feeling rejected. She's panicking. And she starts to go into like doing things on her own. Y'all with me? Okay. So again, now this scene is she's pouring out her heart to this guy who is really not the guy that she's interested in primarily, but he's the one that's emotionally available. Ooh, that's good. Did y'all? Okay. 
So yeah, he's the one that's emotionally available. And we're going to call him Acro Bay because he's an Acro dancer and I need y'all to keep up with the story. All right. So homegirl was talking to Acro Bay, who is not the guy that she wants, but he's emotionally available for her at this moment. Now, because Acro Bay likes her, he basically says that, well, any guy that's ignoring you or any guy that's, you know, not giving you the attention, basically, that's not the guy for you. And he's basically insinuating that she should be with him instead. So now fast forward to the scene. She's on the stairwell coming out of actually the studio that she was talking to Acro Bay, pouring out her whole heart. And here comes the original guy. His name is Henry, the one that she thought was ignoring him. Now, y'all, tell me why this boy planned out a whole production for her just for a prom pose. I mean, he coming down the stairs with like five, six dancers. They all got on matching colors. The music starts playing. And she's standing at the bottom of the stairwell looking real dumb, right? So he's dancing his heart. I mean, y'all, he is getting it. And then he, you know, she actually joins in on the dance and everything. And so the whole dance is over and everybody turned around and it says prom question mark on the back of their shorts, y'all. I literally shed a tear because I cry about everything. But anyway, so he's basically like, will you go to prom with me? And do you know what this girl says? First of all, Acro Bay was with her while all of this is going on. So y'all already know that that's shady. So then she says to Henry, which is the guy that she was originally interested in, that she can't go to prom with him because she already told Acro Bay that she would go to prom with him. Now, here's the thing. Why the whole time, right? First of all, I feel so bad for my man's Henry because he just put on a whole production for this girl and he really put his heart and soul in it. And all everybody was looking around like, how in the world are you just going to join in on the production first of all you out here dancing with me i'm doing backflips pulling out my heart and you gonna sit here and enjoy this performance and then tell me you can't go so homeboy walks off and i don't even blame him so now we're at the scene where they're actually going to prom she feels really bad she's like i can't believe that he actually planned all that for me and she looking real dumb y'all know why because she was too impatient to wait okay she got impatient. And so now she's feeling frustrated because now she's going to the prom with Agro Bay and she really wanted to go with Henry. So now Henry didn't got another date and her name is Summer and she was bad. So they pulled up looking fly at the promposal and she walked in with Agro Bay and they was looking okay, a little bit dusty. And she was mad the entire time. Ain't that funny how she didn't have enough patience to wait, but she still got mad when he went with somebody else. So she spent the entire prom, y'all, looking at him dancing with Summer being all sad about how she really felt bad that she didn't wait and how all this other stuff she was just really in her head about. But it was her fault because she was impatient. She literally assumed that because it was taking him a little bit longer that he was never going to ask. So what did she do? She tried to put things in her own hands and she made a bigger mess. Okay, now that the story's time is over, let me get to the revelation part. So as I'm sitting here watching this show, I'm getting real irritated because she basically blew up her whole life because she was too impatient to wait. And so I'm on the other side of the screen looking at her like she's dumb. And y'all know what God going to say to me? That's exactly how you are. You're too impatient to wait on what I'm doing. So you try to move in your own timing. And when I tell you my jaw dropped to the floor, I just could not believe. But he was right. He was right. God is literally the author and finisher of our lives. And so much of what he's doing is behind the scenes. He's literally making every cricket path straight. He's connecting people. He's putting our name in the right person's mouth. He's orchestrating this beautiful love story in this lifetime of adventures for us. And we get so impatient because we can't see what he's doing that we wind up settling for a counterfeit. And it's really no surprise because a counterfeit comes at the moment of desperation. And that's what makes it so hard to tell 
that it's a counterfeit. You are so attached to your timing and your expectation of how things are going to happen that you're vulnerable now. And the enemy knows that. So he will send people who are quote unquote emotionally available for you to give you bad advice and deter you and send you right into a counterfeit opportunity or a counterfeit relationship because you are just unaware. When you are impatient, your thoughts are all over the place. It's almost impossible to think clearly when you have impatience driving you. Homegirl was so distracted by her own timing that she forgot about Henry's character. She forgot that Henry was a kind-hearted guy, that he's an honest, a guy of integrity. He was just a trustworthy guy, and she allowed her impatience to distort his character. All of a sudden, because he didn't ask her in the timing that she wanted, all of a sudden now he was a bad person. He was forgetting about her. He, she literally allowed her emotions to distort his character. And we do that with God. When God is not giving us stuff that we want in our time and we automatically feel like he's trying to harm us or he's trying to withhold information from us, we automatically feel like he's being mean or he's not really pouring out his love upon us. It's like literally our emotions are clouding the way that we view him. And we really have to be careful with that because our emotions will try to tell us that God is lying about what he said. But his word says that he is not a man that he should lie, that all of his promises are yes and amen. So just because things are happening in our timing, it doesn't mean that God doesn't have something beautiful and amazing plan behind the scenes. His word says that he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And again, the only harm that is really happening to us is the harm of our expectations. It's putting unrealistic expectations and timing on God's promises. When we release that, when we stop trying to force God or sway God or help him to answer our prayers, we actually can walk in this peace. We can walk in impatience when we release our expectations because God doesn't put a timetable on when he's going to move. God exists outside of time. And this is why we have to be so aware of our thoughts. What is the first thing that comes across your mind when something is taking longer than you thought it was supposed to? Do you automatically feel like God is lying to you? Do you automatically run to, oh, maybe you heard God wrong? Because if that's the case, then those are thoughts that need to be put under the subjection of the word of God. Because your emotions cannot be running you when you're, especially in a waiting process, or you will literally cause a big mess. If we look at um, Ishmael and Isaac, when God told Sarah that she was going to have a child, even though that Sarah was old and she was barren and Abraham was old as well, God sent an angel of the Lord to tell her that she was going to have a child. And so because she was waiting so long on the promise, she actually was like, okay, well, let's just try to make this happen on our own. So she got Abraham to sleep with the, um, the handmaiden. And then they had a child whose name was Ishmael. And Ishmael was not the promised son. That was a product of their control. But God had Isaac on his heart when he said that Sarah was going to have a child. And so because they were so impatient, then the handmaiden started to mock Sarah and just caused all this mental torment for her. And she literally just caused this huge mess all because they couldn't wait on the promise. And so when Isaac finally came, it was so much tension already going on that God now had to deal with and clean up their mess. So when you're in a waiting season, focus on God's character. Focus on the facts. Don't focus on how you feel. Don't allow the voids in your heart to have you running out here to counterfeit opportunities and promises because there is always a cost with the counterfeit. 
Everything seems all fine and dandy, but at the end of it, it's always regret. There's always just unnecessary spiritual warfare that you have to deal with because you didn't want to wait on God. And now there's so many more players involved, right? Most of the time when we're experiencing impatience, we always want to bring somebody outside into an internal conversation between us and God. And when we do that, we actually end up even more disappointed and with more regret because those people were never assigned to the season of waiting that we were in. And then we get frustrated with God because now things are taking even longer. And he's like, it's only taking longer because you took some detours that I didn't tell you to take. You got off the path. You allowed your emotions to deter you from the instructions. And so now what was supposed to be a beautiful, exciting event now has the burden of the decisions that we made while we were in the wilderness season, while we were in that waiting season. Now we're not as excited about the promise because we have to go through the process of the purring, of picking up everything that we weren't supposed to pick up while we were waiting. Now we have to go through the mental warfare after we realize and analyze the decisions that we made again during that season. And so it's nothing to be ashamed about, but I want us to really just take some time and pay attention to the fruit of impatience. Impatience always has rotten fruit. It it never produces anything good. Sometimes we run to things and it may feel comforting at the moment to try to like, you know, deal with the void and the sometimes the frustration of that waiting season. But at the end of the day, it only produces rotten fruit. And so as we're just coming to the close, I just want to give you guys some tips for developing patience when, you know, it's not really your strong suit because I know for me, Patience is something that God is always having me to work on and patience and control go hand in hand. When you want everything to be perfect, when you want to be in control of how things turn out, you can tend to make, you know, rash decisions. And even recently, God was talking to me about um, how I make everything like a to-do list and how I've been making my walk with him that way as well, because God gives me a lot of assignments and a lot of things to do. And I feel like in my mind, I put so much pressure on myself to get them all done. And so I wind up moving quicker than he needs me to. And so he was telling me, like, stop treating the assignment that I'm giving you like a to-do list, like something that you need to hurry up and get done so that you can check it off. Because When God is working with you, when God has assignments, there's always something deeper than just the assignment itself. There's something that God's trying to develop in you. There's something that God is trying to prune out of you so that you can be prepared for where you're going next. It's really less about the assignment and more about the lesson that God wants you to learn through the process. It's more about the revelation that you're going to gain that's going to help you hold on and you know grow in the next season. So don't just look at whatever you're waiting on God for, whatever you feel like is taking longer than you think it should, whatever has your emotions burdened and weighed down first, cast those things to the Lord. The first thing I always recommend is sitting down and understanding why you're feeling so impatient, why you're feeling so anxious. Take those thoughts to God. Write down how you're actually feeling because again, when it's in your head, it's just a bunch of things floating around and it's very chaotic and unorganized and it can be difficult to pinpoint exactly how you're feeling. So sit down and write out how you're feeling. If you don't want to write it out, do a voice note on your phone that you can play back so you can hear yourself speak. And then once you've gotten it all out, then ask God, okay, 
Why am I really feeling impatient? What is the root of what's making me so anxious? Why do I feel like I always need to be in control of what's happening? Like allow God to reveal those things to you because you don't want to just dismiss the thoughts before you actually interpret them and analyze them. There's data in your thoughts that's going to help you to be better, to think better, and even to have a better relationship with God. Then once God actually gives you strategies, you're going to want to implement that strategy. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I get so much revelation from God that it just winds up sitting in my notebook. I'm always trying to get the next strategy for the next thing. And God is like, did you do you see that I've already given you the blueprint for a lot of the repetitive things that you keep experiencing? And it really blew my mind because I was like, wow, like even the other day, God, I was asking God some questions in the car and I was getting really irritated because he wasn't responding to me. And he just whispered to me. He said, go listen to your last episode. And y'all, when I tell you when I listened to this episode, I was mind blown at how so many of the questions that I was asking God that he had already answered literally through me. And that can be kind of shocking for people who don't like have a podcast or a platform. But when you're speaking, a lot of the times you can't really remember what you say. And this podcast is God led. So there are some things that um, when I'm speaking, God just kind of takes over. And so when I sat back and I listened to what he was saying through me, I was able to really then put into practice what he said. And so make it a habit of after you empty out before God and he reveals things to you to not just get up and walk away, but to actually implement what it is that he's telling you to do. So there's a perspective shift that he needs you to make about timing or about what's going on in your situation. Actively make that shift. If you need to say it to yourself every morning, if you need to go make scripture cards and put them by your desk or, you know, on your phone so that you can remind yourself, do those practical things consistently. Because again, a lot of the times when we're struggling with whatever it is, but in this particular instance of impatience, that's not a one-time thing. There are going to be times where things take longer than we want them to do. And the strategy isn't a new strategy. Sometimes the strategy is what God has already told you to do. And we just need to be consistent with that thing. Now, if you're in a situation right now where you have allowed your impatience to get the best of you and you're in a messy situation right now, do not sit in shame. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Just go back to the drawing board. Go back and sit with God and allow him to work all things out for your good. Allow him to prune out of you the things that you picked up during that wilderness season, allow him to heal you of any wounds that may be there because of the decisions that you made and allow him to comfort you, strengthen you for what's to come. So it doesn't mean that you messed up. There's nothing that you could completely mess up for your life. God is already aware of every decision that you will make. He already he has written out your life. We always have to be reminded that God is the author and the finisher, and there's no mess that he can't clean up. There's no decision that you'll make that he can't restructure or reroute you. So really just take a deep breath and know that God will always course correct you if you come to him. That's why I said don't sit in shame. Go back to God and allow him to course correct you and put you back where you need it to be and then submit to whatever process that he has you to go through in order to, again, clean it up. But just breathe. 
God's got us. I know we're tired of waiting and we're frustrated and we're excited and we want all the different things that God has promised us. But trust me, God wants to give it to you just as much as you want to receive it. He puts so much effort into working out every single little detail so that it will be perfectly ready for you. So just breathe. God loves you. He sees you. He cares about you. And he has not forgotten about you. So this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Make sure that you actually do the practical steps to walk out of impatience. If you need to listen back to this episode again, do that as many times as you need to in order to get the revelation and get the instruction that you need. Also, don't just sit on this information and hold it for yourself. Send this link to a couple of your friends so that you guys can work on this together. Again, we grow in community. We are a family and we're all going to get through this and be everything that God has called us to be together. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you on the next episode.